filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Because every time, or every year at this time of year in Annapolis, they do a thing where Eastport, which is one neighborhood in Annapolis, uh, and Annapolis stage a faux battle over whether Eastport can secede from Annapolis. Um, is it really so, faux? Yes, Eastport never actually secedes from Annapolis. So at this point, it's been going on for like 21 years. So I think if they were going to do it over the results of this uh, athletic competition, they would have done it already. Um, what they do is they found the narrowest uh, part of uh, Spa Creek um, and they set up a, ro- a rope on in downtown Annapolis on one side and in Eastport on the other side of the river. It's actually a very long rope because it is a river. It's not it's named Spa Creek, but it's really more like a river sized body of water. Um, and there's a tug of war. There's a series of seven tugs and they find teams that are roughly equally matched Um and uh, they talk trash to each other via um, a microphone system. And uh, then everyone drinks. And that's pretty much it. Um, every so, year. Jason, yeah. So if Eastport wins, they still don't secede? No one ever says Eastport almost always wins and they never secede. Um, so they Jason, have a bigger as a, party, though. As a, as a Annapolis area resident, who, who yes. do you support? Do you support Annapolis or do you support Eastport? Uh, I support Eastport because they have a better party um, okay. and it's easier to get to where they do their thing. Annapolis is, is right at the very edge of downtown. And if you've been down there parking, it can be difficult. It's very expensive. They don't, they, they're discouraging vehicular traffic, which has per, certainly has its that, merits. That's um, responsible. But it is, if you are going down there for one event, if you had to choose between the two, you would choose the one that costs less and is a better party. Um, and that is definitely the Eastport side. Um, okay. Every year, Annapolis enlists a team of midshipmen as one of its teams, which feels like bringing in ringers uh, at a tug of war at a drinking event to bring in a bunch of fit 21 year olds. Um, invariably, that is one of Annapolis's uh, wins is the mids go out and beat whoever uh, gets the, the bad luck of the draw. But Eastport still ended up winning, I think, five rounds to two. Um, and uh, then you just uh, there's food trucks and beers and uh, it's it's a nice a nice uh, casual day. Any sports of seeds? Uh, they didn't again. Um, they opted not to. Uh, I feel like the idea of secession would be a, a terrible disaster for them as far as uh, civic civic planning and uh, taxes and all those sort of things go. Um, but it's nice to to joke. Hey, hey, welcome in. This is <laughs> Filibuster, the Black and Red United, and not actually seceding from your city podcast. I'm Adam Taylor, joined by uh, Maryland resident Jason Anderson, Virginia resident Ben Bromley. We're all from blackandredunited.com, where we talk about DC United. And tonight, that's not what we're doing. We instead have invited a couple friends of ours from Toronto and Seattle to 
talk to us about their teams and why we should support them tonight. We are uh, doing this for the second year in a row. Last year, we had friends of ours from Portland and Atlanta come on to to vie for our affections just for one night. And and tonight, it's going to be Mark Kasner from Sounder at Heart and Kristen Knowles from the Vocal Minority Podcast in Toronto. Uh, before we get to any of that, though, Ben, what are you drinking tonight? So I went to the mountains near Charlottesville this weekend. Uh, if anyone else likes to cosplay outdoorsiness, uh, you might have heard of Carter's Mountain uh, Orchard near Charlottesville. Uh, that's where we went. We picked apples from apple trees, and then I came home and made cider out of said apples that I picked from trees. And so wait, then where, I put, what was the cosplay? Did you dress up as a tree, like in the Wizard of Oz, and throw apples at people? No, no, no. Just go like just uh, white people going to uh, apple farms is just cosplaying outdoorsiness. That's not cosplay. That's just being white. Okay. Yeah. I mean, same thing. Uh, and so I chopped up the apples <laughs> and made apple cider from scratch out of the apples I picked, and I then I poured brandy in it, and then had cider and brandy. So just just to be clear, you were wearing a medieval suit of armor and you cut the apples down with a sword and that was the cosplay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I am somehow drinking the exact same beer I was drinking last week, even though I ran out of that first round. I somehow acquired more. Um, not really sure how this I'll came believe you. Um, You're just drinking the same exact beer, the same warm, gross beer just, that you were drinking last just week. Just left it sitting out for one solid week and then came exactly. back to it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I have more respect for myself than that. Um, I bought different beers um, at a different place. No, you bought I the same beer. Place. Yeah, I bought the same beer at a different place. I don't know why I came. I went in there to buy something and came out. I was like, didn't I just buy this? And I, I had just bought it. Um, but yeah, it's uh Spotten's uh Oktoberfest. It's still good. It's the same as That's it was. Good. That is a good one. Yeah. I have a shrub. Uh it is Congratulations. District Shrubs Autumn uh Autumn Shrub. It is apple and nutmeg shrub, which is a cocktail vinegar. Uh and then I have some rye whiskey and some dry vermouth in it, and it's it's pretty tasty. Nice little fall beverage. A little bit of sourness in there, which I like. Cool. So uh, let's get to it. MLS Cup is this Sunday, 3 p.m. on ABC and 2DN, formerly UDNA. I don't know why they changed it, but they did. Uh, Seattle Sounders versus Toronto FC. Third time in four years we're getting that one. Seattle won one. Toronto won one. So this is the rubber match, I guess, for, I don't know, all the trophies or or something. Kristen Knowles from the Vocal Minority Podcast, old friend of the podcast, is, is here with us tonight, as is Mark Kastner, who uh, returns to us. He's from Sounder at Heart. They are go- joining us tonight to vie for affection, both among the three of us and you listeners. So uh, it- it's competitive something <laughs> or other tonight. Fandom. I'll figure out what it is exactly I'm before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> i warned you um we have a question here that we start every interview with you guys have both been here before you know how it goes by virtue of a coin flip i conducted in my head just now mark you will go first uh 
What do you drink? Is that a real coin? It is not a real coin. Come on. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that coin also decides MLS Cup on Sunday. I'm drinking <laughs> currently a Polar Seltzer Ruby Red Grapefruit. Uh, That's a good one. While I continue my no drinking during the week rule that makes me feel better about myself. That is a sensible rule, Mark. I, I hope you enjoy especially, the water. Especially considering the week I'm, I'm about to have. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Kristen, what are you drinking? Uh, continuing my tradition of basically I only drink during podcast or soccer-related activities. Um, I'm having a gin and cranberry. Um, the nice red festive also evocative of my team. It all seemed to make sense. Plus gin. Plus gin. <laughs> can't, go, can't go wrong with gin. So, uh, as I said, for the second year now in a row, which makes it officially a tradition, we're having some friends come on the show to compete for AC United fans' rooting interests in MLS Cup. Uh, Mark and Kristen, welcome to the competition. Um, it's not exactly yeah. like the Hunger Games, but... <laughs> but it's close. It's as close as you can get with a transcontinental video chat, I guess. I'm not going to test it's that not, theory. I'm just going to move it's on. It's not very close. I have to be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the rug out from under you. No, it's, no not, it's not close at all, but it's as close as outfit. I've ever seen. We don't have the panache. Uh, so you want me to adopt a weird affectation and dress in silly clothes? I mean, it will not no now. That. Doing the that podcast now. It really would. Yeah, if we had done that, if we had talked beforehand, we could have. Uh, All right. If I had Stephen Colbert's production, production silly staff. <laughs> All right. Let's get to opening statements first. Uh, Kristen, you get to go first this time. Number one reason for a neutral in general and a DC United fan in particular to back your team on Sunday. Neutral in general. Oh, that puts a spin on some of my reasons. Um, I will plead for. Uh, for just from the VMP standpoint, Vocal Minority Podcast standpoint, um, to DCU fans, in that uh, our entire podcast uh, loves Bill Hamid. And we speak about him often on our podcast and on Twitter. And uh, we, we, we really do. We love him. And we have conducted a years-long uh, desire to steal him from you. Um, <laughs> that is how much we love him. So therefore, by our love of Hamid, you should cheer for us. Strong pandering strong. will will get you everywhere. Oh, there, oh, it's all there pandering. A, wait, wait, there's wait, a hint of stealing in there, though. Um, there's there's, there's a potential kidnapping it's, it's, I heard in there. It amounts to possibly stealing. <laughs> we uh, haven't kidnapped him yet. If it hasn't sure. happened yet, it's probably not happening. <laughs> Mark, same question. Number one reason for a a neutral in general and a DC United fan in particular to back the Sounders. Well, for. From a DC United standpoint, I think it's easy. Uh, we aren't the we're playing against the team that spoke to you in the playoffs, so you should want to see Toronto lose. What about all those open cups? Ben remembers Josh Wicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess from a neutral standpoint, uh, I think the Seattle Sounders have one of the most interesting attacks in the league that's not necessarily led by 
a very loud, tall Swedish superstar or an MVP candidate, but just kind of an all-around incredible attack, really, with Nico Adero, Raul Rui Diaz, Jordan, Jordan Morris, uh, Jovan Jones even getting in the mix there. Um, this isn't the same team that won the Cup in 2016. Uh, Garth Lagerway talked last week about how that team was very um, grin and bear it, punch you in the mouth, like drag it over the line. But but the, but this team is a, very much a team that can play good soccer. So um, not to say Toronto can't, but you told me to convince you for Seattle. So <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um. I guess I'll start. Um, first of all, uh, I sh- should announce to everyone that my way of determining my loyalty has actually been, uh, I'm just going to be keeping score at the things that make me happy uh, that, that you might mention. Um, it's not going to make much sense. So if you're looking for a logic behind it, you should stop. Um, so that's what's going on with me. Um, my first question, um, and I guess I'll start with uh, with Mark first. Um is about Brian Schmetzer. Um, I guess it's kind of a two-parter because first of all, there's been some like people misunderstanding Brian Schmetzer's interactions with local Seattle media, including Sounder at Heart, um, and, yeah. and also some national folks. Um, if you could briefly explain what's what's actually going on there, um, and second, um, uh, give us give us a, a a picture of Brian Schmetzer, the person, not just the coach, but the the human being. Because he refers yeah, to you, so, Mark, as, a, uh, as a, a reliable bench player, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't need to get like way in the weeds there to explain <laughs> that one. But there were some comments um, after the RSL win that uh, I understandably got misinterpreted once they were transcribed. Um, but basically, Brian Spencer has been a reader of Sounder at Heart for 10 years now. And... Uh, he loves us. We love him. And so the relationship between our blog and him is, is a lot different than his relationship with any other media member. Um, so he was just cracking a joke because um, we had been critical of the team uh, over, over the summer and um, it was just lighthearted fun, but that's sort of uh I guess once it got put put into a screenshot on Twitter and, and shared out of context, that that could be kind of confusing. And then, like I think even the even the Bob Bradley comments and the Bobby Warshaw comments after the LAFC game, I think, um, I think to kind of like transition the first question into the into the second question is he's really personable and like again, I think especially with the the. Um, feeling better than Bob uh, quote that got even put on a t-shirt by some blog that may or may not be mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just like, he's a, hu- like he's a human being. I don't know if you guys read Steve Zakalani's piece on MLS uh, I think it came out today. He, he's not like a typical manager who's distant from the team and obsessed with the tactics while he, I think, doesn't get a lot of credit for being a, a very good tactician. I think uh, he he's just he's just a real person. Uh, either dealing with him in the media or, or dealing with him dealing with his players, um, 
I think that's just the best way that I can describe him when we talk to a lot of soccer coaches in this league who don't necessarily have a human element to them. <laughs> uh, Kayla Porter uh, <laughs> among them. Um, I think it's fair to say we can trash Kayla Porter's name on this podcast, right? <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's a safe space uh, for that. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, if you look at Brian Spencer's story, at, at, like how he got to where he is today, like he played for the NASL Sounders in the eighties. Uh, he played indoor soccer in the region he coached the Sounders when they were in the A-League and the USL. He was the assistant coach to Ziggy Smith for six or seven seasons. And like, then he becomes the coach, wins an MLS Cup, and now he's in his third one in four years. And kind of all along the way, he's had these these people like Bobby Warshaw, these national outlets kind of doubting him at every step. And I think Bobby... If, he wrote after the LAFC game that um, Smetzer's dig at him was, was fair because some, some things about Brian Smetzer are unconventional and just sort of work. Like if you look at his playoff record, he has 11 wins, three draws and two losses. It's like, and you can't really explain it. Like it's my job to explain what this team does. And at times this season when they were winning and like, all the advanced metrics and stuff I love to look at were just not lining up and I was confused, (laughs) but here we are again in another MLS cup final. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess a real long winded answer to who who Brian Spencer is as a person and, and, and why those, those comments could, I guess, be taken out of context, but yeah. Um, Kristen, my, my Vanny question is going to be slightly different, um, because he hasn't, uh, had that sort of thing going on. So I'm going to focus instead on his sartorial choices, um, because he has really been, he's been kind of going for it this year. I feel like, um, so, you know, uh, give it, give us your, your thoughts on him. Uh, my actual thoughts on Greg Vanny, like overall, or just on the sartorial choice? A little of both. A little of both. Okay, so um, overall, Greg Vanny is mystifying to me as a, as a head coach, uh, honestly. And so he's been with the team. The way he came to being the coach, still controversial for some fans' minds, you know, sort of middle of the night, knives out kind of thing. Ah. Mm. Um, and uh, the way the 2015 season ended, all those things. And then, you know, he sort of... You know, is he a good coach or has he lucked into some really good talent? Um, 13 games unbeaten is hard to dis, you know, not look, not, not pay attention to. Um, and there's always a strong Vanny out contingent uh, just because he's an, again, he's an odd manager. He never seems to have um, like a firm handle on things Like he really likes, he really likes certain formations and he's very, very stubborn about rotating out of that and only seems to do it when truly forced. And when he does good things happen and we're like, Hey, look, Greg, it's okay to be flexible. You can change things up. You don't have to (laughs) shove the players into your preferred formation, you know, or Michael Bradley doesn't have to play every position. It's okay to just let him. Can you tell, can you tell Greg Berhalter that? Uh, No, (laughs) 
No, uh, at least not for like. Well, especially years. you can't. She's perfectly so, happy for, for. I'm good with this right now. This is fine. <laughs> um, so, and you know, like the players seem to love him, you know, for the most part. You know, there's been some, whatever, some controversial departures. And I'm not sure that Gregory Vanderweel is really an arbiter of taste when it comes to coaches. <laughs> but um, there's, uh, you know, like the players all say the right things, but they seem to say it fairly passionately that they, they do believe in him. Um, I'm always mystified by uh, the team defensively for the most part, considering up until recently when it was both Vanny and Robin Fraser at the helm, when you have two former uh, MLS all-star defenders who can't get a team to defend to save their life. It boggle it just drives me mental um until you get omar gonzalez sign on until you have quentin westberg at least this year but the tfc is traditionally a really bad defensive team it's it's, it's kind of uh, magical to watch really uh one good defensive year and that was of course the year they won everything but um you know what he's bought himself another year you know like obviously he's made it to the final getting into the playoffs and beating you guys i'm sorry Sorry, Bill. Billy, it's just about Bill. Um, it really is. I don't care about. Bye, Wayne. Bye. Um, we we but, have very complicated feelings about that as well. Yes, I know you do. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would have been happy to see. Uh, happy is maybe the wrong word. I would not have been surprised to see a new coach next year. That won't happen now. Vanny's around for at least another year. Uh, you know, and he's you know third cup final in four years. Like it's hard to say. Well. What more do you want from this man? And I really don't have a good answer for that. But clothing choices. So Vanny is delightful <laughs> from a clothing aspect. Um, we sort of all missed the, the pink shirt phase when all he wore was that pink shirt. And, and we, we used to joke about the number of pink shirts he probably had in the closet or whether it was just one and they were laundering it for him every single night. Um you know, and then there was like, there was the polka dotted shirt that he wore for a while. That was like the lucky shirt. He's very much, he seems, even though he says he's not, he is so much on board with clothing. Um, you know, uh, what are the words I'm looking for? Investing like sort of a, a luck. You know, he has lucky shirts. He has lucky jackets. Uh, and now apparently he has a lucky scarf. It's a very nice. I was nice going to ask about the scarf. <laughs> well, I have to ask about the scarf. Um <laughs> It's a lovely scarf, but it is hilarious yeah. to see him wear it, like, defiantly, kind of like, I know it's Atlanta and it's a thousand degrees, I'm wearing the scarf, you know, I don't believe in, in lucky articles of clothing, yet I'm going to suffer here under the heat and wrap this scarf even tighter around my neck, just to keep it close so the luck doesn't run away. Um, the other thing, not clothing choices, uh, although yes, more jackets, more, more suited, more suits a lot of times for Vanny this year, but when he does casual, oh my God, like he was trying to out casual Bob Bradley in that one match. <laughs> Bob Bradley like, has a legit stylist working for him and picking his clothes. So that's a, that's quite a battle to pick. It's very me. LA. That's very yeah. LA. Bradley, I mean, I don't have Bradley's a source serious? on that. It's just my assumption. No. No, okay, Bradley's like, thing is getting the like six hundred dollar t shirt that looks like an old t shirt. Yeah, um, that's what he's. That's doing. why I assume it's okay, a stylish. Yeah, no. Greg, Greg, stylist. Greg doesn't do that. The thing that I find that's that other than the clothing choices, the thing that we've been sort of enjoying as TFC fans uh, for Greg right now is we can't tell if he's going through a little midlife crisis with the hair and the beard and the just for men. 
Because um, <laughs> depending on the match, you know, he's a little more brunette. Some matches, other matches, a little grayer. Uh, there was at least one where it was like, whoa, whoa, how did Mrs. Vanny let you walk out of the house looking like that? Like, seriously. What if he just comes whole- to MLS Cup with like purple? <laughs> I would love Purple that. Mohawk, Greg I- Vanny. Wait. Put it, it, it down. As it a mind game, maybe he dyes his hair completely blonde like Nico Lodero did. Um, <laughs> and just spends spends the maybe the pregame just staring at Lodero waiting for <laughs> some sort of response. Or, or what if he tries to just Oh that like, I like that too. Or what if he just does like tries to just replicate Brian Schmetzer? And just does the whole, like the glasses, the tracksuit, oh, just like does a whole Schmetzer and I, just I like stands like, next what? to him. That's a possible. Schmetzer usually wears a suit at home. So yeah, he would he have to wear it. Very suited, yes. But Vanny will match him on the suit game. I, I can see this being strong. This is what he does. He goes full casual against Bob Bradley exactly. and he's going to. now full suit against Schmetzer. So suit tactics. Yeah. It's the matchup so, everybody really cares about. It is. That's true. Exactly. So the matchup that I really care about is the matchup of former DC United players. And yes. each of your teams has at least one former DC United player on your roster. And so I want to know why I should care about that former uh, or one of the former DC United players on your roster. Kristen, do you want to do you want to start? Sure, because that was I, I had a list of things for for tonight's podcast to discuss, and my final thing, depending on how this was being conducted, was just Nick DeLeon. Like, <sighs> exactly, see? and that's that's the answer I need right there. Um, you want nice things for Nick DeLeon, don't you? You know the answer is yes. You know you love him. You know that we have taken good care of him. That we also love him. We have been very kind to him. Um, TFC fans adore him. I do. I've been talking. I was delighted, delighted and shocked that you, your team let him go, but delighted when TFC wisely snagged him uh, in the off season because um, while playing for DC United, I, I often cursed Nick DeLeon because of the terrible things he did to my team um, and for his talent, his annoying, annoying talent. But he has been um, him, Nick DeLeon, Omar Gonzalez, Quentin Westberg, and I guess Pozuelo. You have to say Pozuelo, of course. Those are the reasons. Those are huge reasons why Toronto FC is where they are right now. And DeLeon scored some big goals. He provided some really great minutes. And he has been a joy for us to watch. And I know he was a joy for you to watch all those years. And like I said, you want nice things for Nick DeLeon. You know you Sure, do. but Therefore, you also have to answer you also have to answer for uh the other former DC United player on your team. Patrick Mullins let us down pretty bad. I refuse <laughs> to answer for Patrick Mullins. I refuse <laughs> to answer for that. I am not pleased with that trade. Sorry, Jordan Hamilton, we miss you, we love you. Um Mullins scored two goals to spite me uh, and then stopped scoring uh, completely, which I knew yeah, same. because he doesn't score. I don't know why people think he's this amazing striker. Where the well, fuck for does like this three, come no, for three year. months he was, but not oh, even, yeah, yeah, for three months. Months. not even a whole year. Um, uh, he's been in DC. Off that. Yeah. 
I refuse to answer for Patrick Moss. That is not my fault. <laughs> There's a lot of hand Mark. talking happening. You guys can't see this at home, but <laughs> Kristen's hands are doing a lot of the work right now. I'll stop. Mark. Yeah, I don't. I don't have as an impassioned uh, plea as Nick DeLeon, but we do have Willie Silva, uh, who's who's played a 197. Player. We had him first. Yeah. <laughs> and we had him second, and he was better for us. Yeah, probably. He's played 197 yeah, minutes this season. <laughs> we signed him because Will Bruin tore his ACL. Uh, he's made like four appearances. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, he I, did I, win he, a trophy in DC, Luis Silva. Yeah, he and he did. He was part of that uh, 2014 DC United team that was very good. Uh, so hopefully he. And also, I, I never look, wish look. anything really bad for uh, Will Bruin, but also he always destroys DC United. So yeah, and Toronto. To be always, fair, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like again, I don't wish. I, I I hope he's, you know, get better, but. 75 yeah. percent of his goals in his career are against two teams yeah yeah, uh, yeah whenever, whenever he would whenever we would be like and be like oh fuck will bruin's playing all my match previews would just be yeah. like mark will bruin just no just somebody six people mark will bruin yeah. and nobody would and he would score the same goal like three times in a row Fucking there's annoying. yep exactly there's bad bad things happening if we silva has to play in the final let's just put agreed. it that way i, I, I agreed uh, either Either for TFC or for Seattle because yeah. Seattle's <laughs> something's up by gone four. terribly wrong something's for somebody. Horribly and, or Seattle's chasing two goals late at home, which is a nightmare. Um, he has been making the bench in the playoffs, which has been a curious inclusion. Um, I think he made. I think he made an appearance, uh, like the last minute sub against RSL just to kill time. Um, against another former team of exactly his. is now also his yeah. Former. <laughs> Mind games now. <laughs> Just like trot Louis Silva yeah. out. Oh look, look at your former player. <laughs> uh, I would not. I would be very surprised if he. It was actually against Dallas. He didn't even play against RSL. Um, but anyways, I'd be very surprised if one Silva played and two made an impact, and then three if he's on the team next year. But um, he's here now, so. <laughs> <laughs> He scored 11 hey. goals in 2014, which is just boggles my mind. Uh, he was he was a really good Lamar second Nate forward back when Jim. second forwards were a thing. Right. I'll tell so, uh, get him arrested, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but I didn't. Want <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no. The Club Escobar 3. No, we lo- are you kidding? We love that. Bring that up all the time. Miguel Acevedo, shit eating grin, mugshot. Tried to run away. There's not very many good strip clubs in Seattle, so you don't you don't have to worry about that here. <laughs> no, they're all in Toronto. <laughs> well, when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup in Las Vegas, um, the cup oh, saw God. some things that night it had never seen before, <laughs> and then and now the Washington Nationals are trying to top the Caps' summer long celebration. It's it's a weird time, man. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, DC United not adding to the debauchery. Uh, so, well, Jason, they are in their own sick and twisted way. Uh, it's it's true. Uh, Jason is is picking random things that make him happy to to decide his allegiance for for Sunday. I am going to decide based on 
the, the three questions I'm about to ask you guys. Um, a little quiz and, and just to put some pressure on you last year, last year, the winner of the quiz, their team did go on to win. So this is one for one, hundred percent predictive power. That's good science. It's yeah. yeah that's, the so empirical I, evidence is overwhelming. I am going to ask you two some questions about three people from DC or, or associated with DC. They're not, I don't think any of them are actually born in DC, but they all contributed to DC culture in some very significant ways. And so you have to, I'm going to give the name. You tell me what they're known for and just say your name to buzz in. Whoever buzzes in first gets to go first. The first name is Chuck Brown. Buzz. Okay. Mark Buzz Kastner. (laughs) Is he a musician? He is a musician. Can you give me more? No. Buzz. Kristen, you can steal. <laughs> ben, this is not your game. There, there's <laughs> a genre of music associated with DC. And Chuck Brown is credited with inventing it. Can you name that genre of music? No. <laughs> I at least thought he was a musician. I should get you, you did get that. He's he he is credited with creating go-go music, which is DC's homegrown sound. It's there's actually a bill in front of the DC council right now to make name it the official music of DC. Um, hmm. I like go-go. You should, you should listen to go-go. Uh, I, I expect a quick buzz on one. Jose Andres. Buzz. Kristen. Chef extraordinaire, maker of empanadas. Wonderful, wonderful human being. Correct. All right. So I'm going to say that's one-to-one. Can I just interject that at one point he called Black and Red United fake news? He we, did. We briefly, really? as a slave, oh, had, had a beef with Jose Andres. Uh, so Jose Jose Andres, um, when when DC United announced Audi Field, and and they they picked Jose Andres to right. curate the food. I there, that. you guys. And so we had that whole thread about the about the empanadas going on Twitter. I remember this. Not even empanadas. This was pupusas. pupusas. Oh so, my god, it was the pupusas. You're right. There's a pupusa stand, family run stand. At RFK Stadium, and uh, everyone loved it. It like we actually named the mm-hmm. the social media hub at Black and Red United the Papusa Stand because it was so such a part of going to games. Um, and if you don't know what a Papusa is, it's a Salvadoran oh, so masa good. and cheese confection that's wonderful. Um, and there was a rumor going around from DC United salespeople. This was, was going they, they were telling people that the Papusas would not be at Audi Field. And we we basically started a riot on Twitter <laughs> um, from Black and Red United and because there had to be pupusas there. And it got to the point where Jose Andres filmed a video and tagged us in it, tagged the site Twitter and, and said, there will be pupusas. It will be the same family. Um, don't worry. It's, yeah. it's going to be that, fine. All that really happened was someone from the team was not informed what was going on and was yes. asked a question and was like, yeah, probably not. I don't know. Um, but you know, you shouldn't speak in absolutes. Uh, if people ask you a question like that, uninformed about the product, it was shocking. I will say, I also we have I have a family connection to him as well. My uh, because my my aunt goes to his restaurant all the time and has at least a hello acquaintance uh, to him, and my great aunt like worships the ground he walks on, and she got a signed book for her birthday that she talks about. Constantly. Oh wow! Uh, his restaurants are very good. They, yes. they are. If you haven't seen his 
old PBS cooking show made in oh Spain. My God. So good. Watch it. Get drunk. It's even more fun when you're drunk Agreed. because he has a lot of personality and a fantastic accent. <laughs> yes, he does. And his mannerisms are world class. All right. The last name. And this is a repeat question from last year. So if either of you listened to last year's preview episode about the Timbers and Atlanta United, like you two obviously would, uh, you'll know the answer to this. <laughs> that was hell final. <laughs> the, yes, yes, it was. The question, you guys are tied at one right now. So the question that will determine my loyalty for Sunday is who is Kojo Namdi? Make something up. <laughs> Is he a famous DDR dancer? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. He, he does that, but he's, he's pretty, pretty old. But... Is he a former USL player? No, he he's an, an he he's a local NPR host that uh, is also also an activist. Was involved with Black Liberation in the '60s and stuff. Uh, he's got a fantastic voice of his own as well. I don't know who to pick now because you guys tied one to one. This was I feel a, like he a only got a half method point that has been ruined. Go go. Kristen makes a good argument, Mark, but she got the easy question. But she buzzed in before you. So it was still easy. That's <laughs> different. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Mark. I think I think Kristen's gonna gonna get the nod on this one and. Predictive power of this. Five one in the playoffs time. again. That's uh, all in extra time. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Five to it one in after extra worse. time. Worse, I think <laughs> the experience was certainly worse. I was carving a pumpkin and had a giant knife in my hand while that was happening, and I, somehow I lived, and so did everyone else in my house. Did, did um, the pumpkin? I uh, I mean it it survived the carving, and then like did it look like a pumpkin, or was it just like slash slash? Was slash, it just slash. a sad face? Uh, it was so my five year old wanted a double sided pumpkin. Okay. So on the one side was a happy face with a heart around it, and the other side was a scary, angry face. Okay. It wasn't just the it was like Giannis, something like that. <laughs> it's just an uh, L for loss because you guys lost. Oh, yeah, Mark's yeah, not yeah, even trying got... anymore. He's just <laughs> that's it. Mark, Mark's just sticking like, it to yeah. us. I'm clearly, I'm clearly more focused on that game than the game coming up. <laughs> well, no, it's best to ignore the game coming up. Let's not think about it. Let's not even really speak of it. It can't hurt you if you don't acknowledge it. Exactly. Uh, Mark and Kristen, thank you so much for, for coming on tonight. Mark, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Uh, Twitter handle is at MKSTNR. I will tweet a lot of photos of my Corgi. Uh, and sometimes I'll tweet about sounds soccer. Good. So, yeah, that, and then that sounds like a good Heart. good account. Everybody knows what Sounder Art is. Please read it this week. We're putting a lot of content up on the website, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Kristen, you could. I'm Kristen. You can find me at KZ Knowles. Sorry, KZ Knowles. I forgot. It's one of the few places I can say that. Being my nickname is KZ. So uh, at KZ Knowles on the Twitters. Um, I tweet a lot of soccer things, but also a lot of other random shit. So um, if you come for the soccer, don't be surprised about the other stuff. And then if you feel like listening to our little podcast, uh, it's at Vocal Minority CA and uh, where we take a generally not that serious look at MLS and Canadian soccer and occasionally the world. Well, our listeners are only looking for the most serious hashtag I know, analysis, I know. clearly. I was, I was that's, why you, that's why you brought us on, right? It's true. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> Only the hard hitting questions here. Virtually no soccer questions. If only I was still uh, writing for an SB Nation blog, it'd be so much more serious. <laughs> well, let's not get. We could all work ahead of ourselves. I'm, 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 I'm a former SB Nation writer, so. <laughs> serious he blog. Is for That's what it stands for. <laughs> we'll find we, us. We did at a, after we. After we beat LAFC, somebody did rewrite an Aaron Carter song about how instead of how I beat Shaq, it was how how Brian beat Bob. So let's not let's not be too too crazy about being serious over here. Is that the first time Aaron Carter's been mentioned on our podcast? Almost certainly. Yeah. I would hope so. Odds are high. I mean. If any, if either of the Carter brothers are going to be mentioned here, Nick was the more likely. I agree. So, well, so this is job, very Mark. probably the first uh, Aaron Carter. Carter brothers, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please contact <laughs> us at filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. They're not. We'll, we'll hear you out. Not talking to each other. I don't think they have any money oh, anymore. Oh, I, Look, I think that's I'm a future episode. We can business. reconcile the Carter brothers through podcast and soccer and alcohol. Yeah. But there's like a restraining order and everything, so maybe not. So it's going to be complicated. <laughs> yeah. But okay. he has a lot of lawyers. We can figure it out. All together. <laughs> what I'm hearing, Mark, is there's a chance. Exactly. You didn't Yes. Do that, not let me crush your dreams. A chance that it, two very estranged brothers will pool their resources to sponsor our podcast <laughs> in the name of getting back together as a, a set of brothers to maybe make music or not. That part's uh, up in the air. But our like podcast, Oasis. which is we can about fix Oasis too. one soccer team. Yeah, the Gallagher brothers, if you'd like to <laughs> use this platform. Uh, Liam, Noel. The same, Next, the same offer extends. The music. What about Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? Can you uh, get them those two uh, back together? I don't think they're brothers. I think that's Can yours. I think that's, that's a sounder at heart thing. Yeah, that feels like something that belongs that's to true. you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to whatever the heck this just was. Uh, find us at blackandredunited.com if you want to support Who did Jason us financially. Pick? <laughs> I'll, I'll close the show with that. Okay. Oh. Thank God. I Sorry to. No, okay. that's fine. Fourth wall and everything. You, you are far from the first to do that. Unlike Aaron <laughs> Carter, that happens all the time on this show. <laughs> Find us at blackandredunited.com. Support us financially if you're so inclined and so able at patreon.com slash filibuster. Find us on Twitter at filibusterdcu for the podcast at blackandredu for the website. Send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. We will read them even if we don't reply or mention it on the air because we're pretty bad about that sometimes. But send your emails anyway. We will read them and probably talk to each other about them. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts mostly though tell a friend about the show whenever you are i don't know do, are there even watch parties from less cup in dc this year if there is and you go to one tell a friend about the podcast why not hey if toronto people hate watch mls you guys can hate watch mls and we will do mls against uh humanity again i like it here for it uh for jason and ben thanking mark and Kristen one more time i'm adam and we'll talk to you again real soon say your winner jason uh, my foolproof method failed because it was a tie. <laughs> oh. Um, I will say, though, that Ben also got a point at one point, and Adam got a negative one. And I don't remember why, <laughs> even though it just happened. <laughs> so Adam lost. I, I'm the loser. That's really the important thing.
right? Say you're at work and uh, something unfortunate or untoward happens and you need some legal representation to uh, to assert your rights in that situation, whether a boss mistreated you, you were fired unfairly, uh, or, or, or something worse happens. Ben, in the District of Columbia and Northern Virginia, you know who to call, right? Yeah, you call the Ehrlich Law Office because you have rights. That's right. And your rights matter. And you deserve to be free from harassment. And you deserve to work. The Ehrlich Law Office handles workplace discrimination. They do civil rights. Uh, If you have a wage theft issue, they are there for you. If you have uh, a separation from your employer that you want to to get down on paper, and you're dealing with a a non-compete clause or or something to to that effect if you uh if you feel like your civil rights have been violated by a local government call the ehrlich law office uh if you want a free consultation tell them we sent you go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster